Wakey, wakey up, East podcasters. It's 7 a.m. and the alarm bells are going off. It's the best time to have a hookup, a dorm party, and breakfast. Welcome to hell. Uh, <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm C. I'm S. And we're Gossip, Gossip Girls. Girls. Why is she answering? Why is she answering? And who are we? That's a secret we'll never tell. You know you love us. XOXO. Gossip Girls. <laughs> And uh, we are two men of color talking about a very, very white show. I feel like it's whiter than normal this week. It is. On a scale of one to white, it's like, I don't know, Serena Vanderwoodson. <laughs> it's from, it's like eggshell, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, and uh, this episode is Lady Vanishes. The yeah. Lady Vanishes. What is this um, in oh, reference the, to? The title is The Lady Vanished, and oh. I think it's from The Lady Vanishes, which based on a quick Google search. I don't really know what it is, but it's a... Um, it's a mystery movie that came out in, I think, wait, when was it? Uh, it's an Al- Alfred Hitchcock movie oh. that has 98% on Rotten Tomatoes Ooh. and came out many years ago, 1938. Nice. Wow. One of those early stuff. Yeah. It's, oh, a, the beautiful Margaret Lockwood traveling across Europe by train meets meet a charming spinster, Dame May Whitty, who then seems to disappear into thin air. Ooh, this sounds interesting. Ooh, I love Maybe trains. I'll watch this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's on the Netflix. Yeah. So we'll be back next week to discuss Lady Van. <laughs> Just kidding. No, we're not doing that. Yeah. Okay, like I feel like in a in an alternate universe, we would like uh, review all the titles. Oh the, my god, I know all the things that the movie, the the episodes, and titles to reference to. But we ain't got time for that. Maybe after we finish the show, we could do like seven extra episodes devoted to like. Like handpicked titles Ooh, of each season. I'm into that. Like yeah. Gossip Girls Revisited. Yes, I I'm would love that. that. I'm into that. Um, yeah, so let's get into the episode. Uh, what's the Netflix description? Rufus and Lily are suspicious of Jenny's relationship with Damien. Chuck learns more about the mystery woman. Okay, that's kind of the episode. They don't have. They don't have the most important part of this episode. Not at all. The most important part of the series. Yeah. No, real yeah. talk. This is like the moment, like when I Everyone realized knows. we're watching this episode, I was like, oh my God, this is the episode. This is the episode. It's the most important. It's Iconic. so important. It is almost as important as the timeless song. Every time you walk away, oh my God. If this scene were set to that. No, honestly, if this scene was that, it was, my mind would have exploded. Oh my god, it my mind would have exploded. Um, so, so, let's talk about the most iconic scene in, in all of cinematic history, maybe. Absolutely. Yeah. At least for the CW. Yeah, for sure. For the, sure, the CW. This is more iconic than anything that happens in Riverdale. Oh, absolutely. Um, except anytime Bughead gets on the screen. Mm. But that's, I digress. <laughs> Anyways, so Serena and Nate uh, have gotten back together in. Since their very tiny breakup in the last episode, they're together. They're fully they are on together. Extremely together. They spent last night together, mm-hmm. and now they are making breakfast at seven in the morning or whatever. Ish. Yeah, yeah, in the morning they're ma- they're they've decided they're toaster strudels. Yeah, Serena's like I'm hungry, and then dot dot dot. Since when do you cook? Honestly, I didn't even know we had a fridge until this morning. Hey, 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 hey. we're not heathens. Stop. They have food sex. Oh, God. It's food sex. It is extremely food sex. It It is. is 10 seconds of the worst sexual interaction in history. There's so many sticky things going on there. There's sticky fruit, yes. there's strawberries, there's whipped cream involved, there's caramel. The scene is set. They are in the kitchen of Chuck Bass and... And Nate. And Nate, who lives there yeah. for some reason. And they are listening to... Th- or in the background music is the Far East movement. <laughs> Serena is wearing a oversized uh, blue shirt that we can only assume belongs to Nate. someone else in the building because Nate is too small to fit that shirt. Oh, also, yeah, yeah. for sure. It's and like, it's like, it's like giant. Shirt is that? It's giant. Like <laughs> Nate's so tiny. Like he would not no. no. like, no, like, I don't no. know. They're the same size. Like she could fit into his clothes and it would, like look normal on her. Yeah. And he's wearing pajamas, I guess. And, uh, Nate's like, well, do you really want to eat breakfast or something boring? And he tries to food her, feed her a spoonful of mayonnaise. Oh. 
get it? Because he's mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, do you want some of this mayonnaise? And she's like, I love mayonnaise. It's my favorite condiment. <laughs> and so she eats it. Oh, and God. then there's also strawberries and whipped cream, cream caramel. caramel everywhere. It's so gross. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a visual gag. That, like, I wish that the uh, that's audio would be able to I suffice. Wish, I wish you could. I, just Google uh, 3x14 gossip girl food sex and you'll probably find it. Yeah. I can't I can't oh guarantee that because I haven't tried it myself, but uh, I have found it very easily with a quick Google. Yeah, it's it's uh it's it's a, it's a size help. Oh, there's sure. also cocktail olives somehow and oh. then they finish having sex and they're lying on the kitchen gra- the kitchen floor. And um you know, suddenly uh we start hearing noises from the other room. Yeah, and so we are back with uh, Blair. Blair <laughs> is making a lot of sex sounds. Okay, this is translatable for sure. We will, yeah, and we are we are having audio right now. Yes! Wow! Amazing! Oh God! Oh God! Chuck! Of course, not to be outdone. <laughs> God forbid. Yes! <laughs> it's just so funny because they're like oh i guess like she heard us having sex and now is having her own loud sex mm-hmm, to compete yeah. like, serena's like i can't be the loudest like oh god now i'm just envisioning serena going oh whatever oh, god i don't want to feel this is gross. so gross imagine i hate this <laughs> Exactly. Oh, Aww. I hate this. Not Chase into Crawford it. can get it though. He's really hot. If you want to be on our show, <laughs> we welcome it. Love you. <laughs> oh man, him and Carter Bazin, oh, I.A. Sebastian Dan, they saw each other recently it. during the uh, Golden Globes. Apparently, because he was there, were, he just was at a Golden Globes party. The Golden and, Globes. Golden Globes, and uh, he was in the Instagram story, and I was really excited about it. My brain exploded a little bit. Yeah. I love when my family, my uh, my favorite fandoms collide. Oh my god, they're not like different fandoms though. They're the same fandom. No, but like when they reunite after a lot of years, that's great. Oh like, my what? god, that was so adorable. He that's like great. that's so cute that he posted an Instagram story of Chase. Like adorable. What? They're friends so too. So cute. So cute. Uh, yeah. So so Blair is having sex, uh, presumably with Chuck. Noise. But. <laughs> Is it though? No. So, uh, so then while this is happening, they're sitting on the Serena and Nate are sitting on the kitchen floor. And Nate gets a phone call. Uh, so gross. Yeah. So he gets a phone call from uh, Chuck, and so like, oh, I guess Blair isn't having sex with Chuck. Yeah. It's like, up, oh, you been caught. Yeah. You done been caught. Yeah. So then we get to uh, the other part of the story. So like, that's that's basically it with Serena and Nate this episode. Like that iconic scene is the first, like, ten seconds of the episode. That's all that happens with them in the episode, besides, Pretty like, much. some scheming. Yeah. Yeah, so they go they go to uh, Blair and... So Chuck, uh, for some reason, um, he wants... He left his cell phone at home, and he wants Nate to, to, like, put it in his briefcase without Blair seeing it because Blair's snoopy. Yeah. Yeah, Basshole's trying to... Um, distance himself from Blair and he's keeping things from her and she know he knows that she tends to um, you know, just get she meddles. Yeah, she 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 wants to know everything that's going on and like in the last few episodes with the basshole being so cagey, like she's she's like keeps trying to like um get him to uh confide in her, or, like, you know, tell her things and like she I think she kinda of feels like he's like slipping out of her grasp a little bit. Yeah. There's some distance. Yeah. And it's affecting them not just in their sex life, but like in everything else. Yeah. And their emotions too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so then they, they find out that, um, by snooping, they're like looking at the phone and like, everybody decent in here. Oh, okay. Ah, got it. What are you doing? Uh, my phone's dead. I was going to use Chuck's. There's a phone in the living room. I know. I wanted to check a tweet. Wait. Wait, Chuck asked you to grab his phone when he called, didn't he? Chuck called? No. I mean, yeah, he called, but he was just wanting me to put his phone in his briefcase so he didn't forget it. That's it. God, I missed that. What? Dating someone who's a horrible liar. So much easier. Chuck didn't want me to see his phone. Hand it over, Archibald. Nate. There's 
half a dozen calls from a number I've never seen and well like because Nate he when um her when Serena and Blair were like confiding in each other about what's going on Nate goes in there and tries to be stereotypical about like getting the, the the phone out of uh, uh Bass Hole's phone out of his briefcase oh and um Blair's like Oh, I miss that. I miss having dating somebody who can't lie. And it's so funny because like Nate's like trying to lie about like, oh, I was going to use his phone to like call because my cell phone's broken. And Blair's like, no, there's a landline. Like you can use that, you dummy. Right. And so she just like calls him out so fast and she grabs the phone and figures it out. Right. And she looks and sees like, oh, a number has been calling and there was a missed message. And, you know, they whittle it down that she has been, um, potentially meeting up with elizabeth yeah um so while while they uncover that fact uh the bass hole shows up and uh he's like it's it's my mom and yeah everyone's shocked like what but your mom was was dead dead. and he's like you know my dad's lied a lot a lot about things (laughs) like uh like uh, it's appropriate to uh, for a kindergarten wear a suit (laughs) Which is my favorite throwaway like <laughs> fact about Basil. And that blue chip stocks are a great Christmas present. Yeah, you know, the, I, I just imagine little baby yeah. Basil wearing so, a suit. I want to like talk a little bit more. Why like Blair suddenly is like so Chuck the the Basil says that he doesn't want to know his mother and like now that he's found out who she is, and then Blair is like siding with him for some reason like i think she's kind of doing that as a ploy to like get closer to him and like like if i agree with him he'll talk to me um because like that is not like blair to not snoop yeah i think that she's more concerned about their relationship status and um how he perceives her than versus what she thinks is right like she wants to make sure that he is comfortable this is like something that is very personal and she doesn't want to insert her opinions versus his own like if this is what he wants and she's trying to agree with it and be a supportive girlfriend as opposed to just being somebody who's another obstacle and she for sure is like definitely more cognizant of like how to act in a relationship or like be with another person yeah while the basshole is like uh like staggeringly like self-minded yeah i think also because it's this is still like they've only been together they haven't been together a year yet and oh yeah this is still a a new relationship to most uh, you know in some regards yeah as as far as like them being you know committed to one another and so i guess for blair she's you know just wants to make sure that um she's being supportive and being a good girlfriend and even if that means not necessarily expressing what she thinks is the right move it's about supporting their person no matter what mm-hmm. and she knows that Basshole is not the one to like be forthcoming with his emotions. Yeah, for sure. So I guess like she figured, well, if I, you know, am a little more abiding to that, then I'll be a little easier for him to. Uh, yeah, he'll out. trust me. He'll like trust he'll trust me, yeah. me more. And I think she's like trying to do that too, definitely to gain his trust because it, I think like having him, it doesn't mean that he doesn't trust her if he's not telling her things, but like it's just that he keeps to himself. Right. Rather than like express it, like you were saying, he doesn't express his feelings. Right, and then also like you know, like, like their issues throughout this season so far has been about him not being able to trust Blair fully. Yeah, which has had like you know everything from the weird uh, alcohol scare when his when his bar opened up and him she's siding with Jack and going behind oh his back. Oh my god, so gross, so gross, and just like a lot of things that she has done to prove the fact that she's not as trustworthy as she could be. She's trying to be a supportive girlfriend in yeah. this moment. So, yeah, she Blair is. Um, she's, I don't know, she's trying her hardest to be there for Basil. Yeah, and so, uh, uh, so since Blair has decided not to, uh, snoop, Serena and Nate have taken it on themselves to solve the mystery of Elizabeth Fisher. These meddling kids. They're, They're so meddling. Oh my god, it's like, it's a very, so... Serena and Nate historically are very, very bad at plotting, and they have somehow managed to they do get, this. Yeah, they get manipulated, and you know they're so bad at it. They're so bad. So they, uh, they, they're like, oh my god, you know, let's just all go out and like grab a drink at this place. Let's go get dinner. Let's have Greek food. It's good for comfort food. Yes, they have the Greeks are so good at comfort food. Serena says yes, and um, so then. Blair, uh, Basshole, Serena, and Nate all go out, and 
uh, Serena and Nate are both looking very cagey. Right, and looking at the door constantly. Yeah. And then um, Blair's like, what's going on? She's like, I don't know. They could have like brought some water, maybe bring a bread bowl. She's like, you haven't had bread since middle school. What are they talking about? Oh, my God. It's so funny. I love it. And so, like, Serena and Nate have uh, conspired and somehow, one, got in contact with Elizabeth Fisher. And two, invited her over to lunch with them. And so Chuck, they're like, Chuck, you have to go talk to her. Like, she wants to talk to you. And um, You know what happened 20 years ago? Like, you should be, yeah. you know, you should find out what's going on. And, like, Chuck, he's been, it feels like, you know, he he ran after this woman. He tried to find out who, who she was for, like, the entirety of last episode and now he's just like nah i don't want to anymore like that wasn't my intention i just wanted to like you know solve a mystery or something and right. like it, it it doesn't seem real yeah and you can also tell that like there is like there's a level of trying to accept like it's like possible deniability like you don't want to want to do this well not so much that it's like he is afraid and scared that, like, you know, he finds out the real reason what happened. And if you avoid it, you don't ever know. So there's no real reason to, like, get your heart broken. Yeah. Because he, like, either, you know, he, she didn't want to be a mother yeah. or, you know, there's something like happened that his dad did. to protect himself. Right. He's trying to protect himself from getting hurt even further. Yeah. And so, like, in this case, it feels like the, the payoff might not be um, enough of a, a reason to uh, talk to her. Right. So, um but Serena pushes it. She's like, "You need to talk to his mom. You need to talk to her." Yeah, and Serena, um, it, you, like you kind of realize it's not really about Elizabeth and the bass hole. It's about like her and her dad. And so, Chuck goes and talks to Elizabeth, and I don't know, writes her a check and is like, "Hey, don't ever talk to me again." No judgment. No strings attached. But one. I don't want to know your story. I want to know you'll leave and never come back. So Chuck has conversation with his mother, but he's like also just writes her a check and she takes it. And it's weird because um, she's kind of hurt. She's like, I want to talk to you. Like, I want to get to know my son. And he's like, I know you're here for one thing. You're here for money. You know, I have money. And she's like really disappointed. She's like, wow. Okay. Well, um, Nice meeting you, I guess. And yeah. she goes and she leaves and she takes the money. Yeah, and Blair, she's you know she's there to to a comfort asshole, but um, yeah, she leaves. Yeah, and uh, so Serena is she like because more devastated than she probably yeah. should be. So like this is not about um. This hasn't been about uh, the Basshole and Elizabeth for her this entire time. This is about, like, as I said before, it's, like, because of her father ignoring her. And she wants to, like, know why um, why she left. So, like, they have very similar um, backgrounds with a parent leaving them when they were very young. Or, or, like, not, like, leaving them. In Chuck's case, he thought she died. But, like, in her case, it was that, like, she found out that it's a very similar situation where her dad left when she was, like, three. And then, like, in in Chuck's case he left when or she left when she was he was a baby mm-hmm. and so she wants to know like to get some closure on what her like why her dad's been ignoring her she wants to find out why Evelyn left like what would cause a parent to leave their child like like a very very small child right and so she seeks out Elizabeth um and Elizabeth tells her everything she doesn't want to hear she's like I wasn't ready I was 19 I met um bar like we we had like a one month relationship and um, I just like I got pregnant and I wasn't ready to be mom. And so it's like they had planned to give uh, uh, Basil up for adoption. And um, then Serena seemed like, oh, but then when you had the baby, you couldn't say no. She's like, no, actually, um, that wasn't me. Bart didn't want to let go of the child. So they had an agreement that um, she would stay away, that he paid her off. And um, she told uh, Bart to tell Basil that she died. Yeah, it would make it easier for him to never try to find her. And uh, the apparently Bart was like sending her money every month mm-hmm. um, to stay away. Right. And she's she also says something that like just completely devastates Serena. And she's like, I don't doubt my decision. Like I think I did the right thing. Yeah. 
um, which is like really heartbreaking for Serena to hear. It's not about Elizabeth and Chuck anymore. It's about her relationship with her father that she wish he had. Yeah. And probably feels like he feels the same way, how he wished he, he stayed away for a reason. Yeah. And that's like, I don't know. I kind of, I feel bad for Serena in that moment. Like, I think that's that's a very normal way of her acting out in this case. Sure, totally. Um, just seeing the um, the parable of the two yeah. um, relationships, but so Serena's been reeling after the reveal from Elizabeth. But um, you go back to Basshole and Blair, and Blair, she you know trying to comfort Basshole about what happened, and he's like, "I'm really disappointed that she took the check. Like it was like a test, and she failed." Yeah, and like. Like he's, I mean, it, it makes sense. Like when I guess if you like have something that other people want, you like want to like, you know, make sure that people's uh, intentions are uh, yeah pure. Are, yes. And like in that case, like when you have someone telling you, "I will pay you money to not talk to me," it makes you think like, okay, this person clearly doesn't want to talk to me. Right. Like there's not really a like reason to not take the money in that case. But like I guess. I don't know. It's it's not clear what Elizabeth wants out of this relationship or if she wants a relationship still. And also it's not clear what Chuck wants. Yeah. Or the brother Basil. Yeah. And wants. so she like we, we still don't know. Like we still just think that he um, like wanted to find out who she was and not why she yeah. left. Yeah. So um, while this is happening, Serena, she confines into Nate because Nate has no idea that um, Serena's been looking for her father. Oh, that's right. Where'd you go? Um, I went to see Chuck's mother. Why? Because of my dad. I've been trying to find him. I just want to talk to him to understand why he left. Come close to finding him. I, I tracked him down last summer, but, um, he didn't want to see me. And he wrote me a letter explaining he was with my mother. So that's why you've been avoiding your mom. And I felt like somehow his letter meant something, you know, but truth is he knows where I am now and he hasn't come to find me. I think talking to Elizabeth made me finally realize that he just doesn't want to be found. And so she like goes to uh well she goes home to uh the Waldorf because that's where she's been staying, and Nate's there and he's like, "What are you doing here?" Because she needed to be alone. She like left and has like kind of, you know, spent time away from everybody while everybody's yeah. kind of like you know reeling from the aftermath of what Elizabeth said. But um, Nate says like, "What's going on? Like, talk to me. Like, this is we're boyfriend and girlfriend. I want you. I want you to talk to me. Once you feel safe, to talk to me about yeah. these kind of things." And Nate like really wants to be there for her. Right. He wants to like he wants to have the relationship that like Nate's a romantic a little bit. Like oh, he he wants to like romantic. be in a mon- like extremely monogamous relationship like now. Yeah. Well, like I feel like he's only really been in monogamous relationships. He's was, was Blair forever. Yeah. And then and then he like, was with Vanessa. Vanessa. So like he's only really been in monogamous relationships. So for him. You know, and also with Serena being like the ultimate. Yeah. That he's always wanted her in some way, then um, you know, he wants to be all things for her. He for sure is a serial monogamist. He I think like him, um, is he's like a good foil for uh Basshole's character for oh, like a lot of the for series. For sure. So she makes a phone call to her father's for a former phone number or whatever, if he's still using that number, and she tells him that like I'm stopping. I'm not looking for you anymore. I'm gonna, you know, just, you know, I'm not gonna reach out to you anymore. Yeah, so don't worry like about it's it. over. And I, f- I feel like she's done that before to him. Like I can't remember, but I feel like that's something that happened. Well, like it was uh, like it hasn't really happened. It was more like she called him. And was like I'm not gonna stop looking for you. Yeah. Like I'm gonna come and find you now. She's like making a phone call saying I'm gonna stop. Clearly, you don't want to find me. You don't want to talk to me. You don't want to be a dad. So I'm going to just stop and um, I'm over this. I'm over you. Yeah. And while this is also happening, Elizabeth, she comes to find, she calls uh, Basshole and says like, look, I'm staying in the city. I decided to stay in New York. I will stay here as long as it takes for you to come and find me and um, we can talk. And the last we see of them is Elizabeth and Basshole are in the lobby of their hotel, the Empire. And, um, they have a drink and they decide to talk about everything. 
Oh my god, mom! And, and Blair's son, really excited about time. it. Yeah. yeah, and Blair's like really proud and happy. She's like, "I'm here for you. Whatever you decide to do." And uh, you can actually see like a kind of a excited look of um, like just of familial familial love that you know Basil really hadn't had in a while since yeah. his father died. Maybe he or had, at least had, like, like Lily. His, yeah, like Lily is the closest thing he's ever really had to a parent, even when Bla- uh, Bart was alive, because he was never really that kind of you know, father figure. No. He was just kind of like this like domineering character in his life. <laughs> he was like scary. He's him. just like the like uh the school principal in yeah, his life. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So he's like like the very much like disciplinarian, not so much uh, anybody else in his life. So that is the wrap with that storyline. Uh, yeah. talk about Dan? I would love to talk about Dan. Always talk about Dan. Um so Dan is very much in love with Vanessa. He's so in love with Vanessa. Oh my god. He so is he- broody he he's told great. her in the last episode, I love you. And she's like, I love you too. And he's like, I love, love you. you. And she's like, what? what? Mm, but why? Why now? <laughs> yeah. Like, why do you do this? You're making things awkward. Our friendship. Yeah. And so like Vanessa's not returning his phone calls and like kind of avoiding him. And um, she, he goes to her dorm and in like while he's going to her dorm, all these people are dressed up in like Hawaiian gear. Yeah. Or like, you know, like beach wear. Okay, and, and so like I'm just gonna quickly talk about uh this part. So there's there's a dorm party going on, and like this this Dan and Vanessa scene is cut away with the like the sex uh, the morning sex scenes and like Blair and uh, Basil's interaction like during the day. So I can only assume this dorm party is happening at seven in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. was watching it. I was like, oh, it's like very early in the morning, and you're having a dorm party. That seems normal. Um, it's always time to party. Sylvie. That's true. Sorry. It's Sorry. Always, it's party o'clock. I don't know what it's like at NYU. It's party o'clock. It's, it's beer party o'clock. o'clock. It's Be- beer o'clock somewhere. Always. It's always time for a party. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah. So there's a darn party and Vanessa, so with Paul um Huffman. Yeah, and Dan, Dan is like, hey, like, want to go to this party, like, as friends? And Vanessa's like... Uh, it's gonna be weird if like I go with Paul, my boyfriend, and like you're just there as a third wheel. And Dan's like, "No, I have a girlfriend, uh, uh, uh Melissa." So, right. So he met a girl briefly in the hallway, getting directions. Yeah, I think her name was actually Melissa. Yeah, I think her name was Melissa, but like it was very brief. And um, yeah, I think she was like, "Are you going to the party?" He's like, "Uh, uh, I'm not going to the party. What are you talking about? What party? She's like, What's college?" Like, yeah, because he's like, he seems, he's like, he's like this very like he actually looks. Very good in the scene. Like, oh my god, he looks hallway. real good in this episode. He really does. Um, he's wearing like this like long, uh, long coat, long winter coat with like this awesome scarf. He's like, he looks very good. Yeah, and I was like, okay, I see you out here, Dan. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, so he says like, yeah, it's my girlfriend, Melissa. You know, trying to you know feign some kind yeah, of yeah. It's girlfriend. it's very casual, but like we yeah, we're just like kind of seeing each other, but like she'll be there, it won't be awkward, right? And someone else like, uh huh, sure. All right, that's totally normal. That's totally <laughs> it's like, uh, that's totally you know part of Dan's you know brand that he has casual anything. He can't have anything casual. No, he's Dan. He's extra everything. He's goes into things pure of heart. Oh my god, he. Oh my god, he's so earnest. He's so earnest. I love Dan, and like not like I love Dan, but like I love his character. I like watching his character. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because he's he's such a fuck up in like the best ways possible. Yes. It's like, uh, you're gonna fuck this up. You're you were you're going to fail. Like every time I see him, yeah, anyway. He's such a fuck up. Oh my god. Yeah. So the party. Oh my god, the party. So like they're they're at this like I guess it's uh beach themed, like it's Miami, Miami Beach, I think. Yeah. yeah. Miami Beach themed. So everyone's the theme. Yeah, Miami Beach is to it's yeah, uh, definitely a, a, a seven a.m. party. I would definitely go to that if it were Miami <laughs> Beach themed. Exactly. I can't like why like the, the way that this episode was framed. It made it feel like that that was in the morning. Yeah, and like I know it probably was in the evening, but I like in my head it can't be like it was in the evening. It I mean, was it was a morning. day party. Yeah, it was absolutely. It was like a morning party. Day parties are fun. I love day parties. <laughs> no, seriously, like day parties like start like at two o'clock. And oh, I like hate. Six. It. I hate it. I love day parties. You get day drunk, and then you can fall asleep like at six, and then you wake up like a ninety minutes morning. It's perfect. Oh my god, that's so many hours of sleeping though. Um, I like parties that's that the start. Best part. <laughs> I like parties that start at six and at ten, and then you go home. It's natural bedtime. No, see, I like I like sleeping for long, copious amounts of time. I like I have I love having like ignorant amounts of sleep, like 
like irresponsible like you're almost dead sleep uh, irresponsibly yes that's what i'm that's my that's my relationship sleep irresponsibly absolutely sure i love it so yeah anyway dan is making making things awkward because of course because he's dan he talks and like suddenly some words come out and they're awkward and he's like he's clearly jealous what's going on he's completely ignoring his girlfriend or not even girlfriend his, his, fake, his, girlfriend. his, his fake girlfriend his stand-in girlfriend that he needs to use as a prop poor melissa yeah poor melissa um in this weird game and paul oh my god how old is he he seems like he's 90 i think he's probably like he's supposed to be like 19 in this show but he looks like he's at least 30 he's so old he's so old looking also oh like i god. love his like beach wear which is like like a oh yeah a, a bright boob polo we'll talk about fashion but like his, yeah his, his, his uh his attire he looks hilarious. like a beach boy he looks like he looks like a guy who owns a boat yes um, oh my god yeah i'm sure he's wearing boat cheese too um so you know the the tension is running high there's a lot of sexual tension that's happening between dan and vanessa here and paul and melissa are definitely picking up on it and, and they keep looking at each other and like, they're like what's, what's going, going on? on so um dan of course is trying to perpetrate that he's totally fine with everything that's going on we're friends we're friends I'm you're friendly we're, with Paul. I'm friendly with Melissa. We're, we're all friends. friends. We're doing this. It's fine. It's cool. And so he's like, let's have a photo. What's what's this friendship more than like, you know, having a, a photo taken? Photo. So like they, they have they have one of those things like, you know, you put your heads in them and like mm-hmm. it's someone else's body. I love those things. So they're much. really cute. I'm they're a fan. so stupid, but I love them so much. Yeah, I'm a fan. And so like, they go behind the wooden panel and uh, they get very close to each other and they have a <gasps> smoldering kiss. It's it hot. is such a good kiss. It's a, it's it's a, a good very kiss. good kiss. Like, like, okay, this is stirring. Yeah, when I when I saw that happen, I was like, oh, that's like, oh. oh my God. <laughs> I clutched my pearls a little bit. And I was exactly. like, that's, it's is like it warm in here. <laughs> it's like the, the, the tension in it wasn't like, there wasn't good buildup for the tension, but like the, the way that it released was amazing. It was good. It was so good. And so like, it's so much so that like uh, Vanessa's like, uh, like she was like, it was, it's what Miami, right? And she's yeah. like, what? Like Wh- she, where, like, where are we? She forgot where she was. She forgot her name. She, she was forgot like, herself. what? Like it was like kind of like go through time and yeah. space kind of. Case. I think this is what the food sex scene should have been like. Absolutely, there was none of that. It the was very clinical. <laughs> the food was sex scene so was clinical. clinical. I'm like, oh, this is weird. I don't like it. Oh, can we just like review sex scenes for our <laughs> podcast? Honestly, I mean that's what this podcast <laughs> yeah. is essentially. Gossip Girl sex scene review podcast. Noise. Um. <laughs> it's so good their kiss is so good it's like good everyone kiss. fantasizes about that kind of kiss there's Indeed. just like there's there's so much i think it's also like the years of build-up for sure because they really haven't had like a make-out kiss before they really yeah. haven't like kissed like that well besides i don't like i think they kissed in the olivia episode yeah i mean the, the episode oh they did a little bit with yeah the, when they kissed but like not like that Oh, well. Not like that. So Melissa and Paul obviously figured it out. And they're like, yeah, we're going to go leave. So the story with Paul that we haven't heard yet is that, yeah, yeah, Vanessa had actually, like, they had broken up a couple weeks earlier. And when Dan asked her if she was going to the party, she, like, lied about Paul. And then she called him wanting to get back together. Ooh. Yeah. And also Paul was like, Melissa told me that you met her in the hallway, like, five minutes before the party started. So we're going to leave because whatever this is happening between you guys, y'all need to figure it out. It's weird. We don't want to be part of it anymore. Don't bring normal people into this. I'm, we're removing our name from the narrative. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. We are consciously uncoupling with you. Ugh. So, (laughs) yeah, exactly. So yeah yeah so like um in the midst of all this uh you know vanessa like storms off and dan like you know sees he's her like again. fine i didn't even want to be with you anyway right and so dan you know he runs into her again and she's like dan can i talk to you for a sec uh yeah no excuse me look you're right i lied to you about paul and then kissed you because I have feelings for you. I'm scared because I don't want to ruin our friendship. No, neither do I. We're in this no man's land. We aren't hooking up right now because we want to stay friends, but we aren't friends right now because we want to hook up. No, it is really winning in this scenario. It's like we're being so cautious that we're ruining everything. We're hurting our friendship by by not hooking up. I think we should just throw down and see what happens. If we go up in flames. At least we know we burn trying. And so then, like, they discuss it for a minute, and, like, their rationale becomes, okay, 
we want to be friends, but us wanting to fuck each other is making us not be friends and making it awkward. So we can't be friends. So the most, the the necessary thing for us to do in order to remain friends is to have sex with each other. And they do. So they do that. And they go to town. They have the sex. The second kiss isn't quite as hot as the first one. Yep. I would like the first one was a ten. The second one was like seven and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. I think I honestly think also like the framing of it was kind of like it was eh. Yeah. But uh yeah. So and then over their pillow talk they're they decided like, to take it slow. <laughs> oh my god. In their pillow talk they like talk about Olivia. She's like, I didn't know if I would do it right without Olivia here and I was like, Wow, how dare you bring up Olivia in your pillow talk? I know. Awful. What are you doing with your life? I know. Let live let, let Olivia be in the Witches of Westwick. Yes. The, the bitches of Westwick by herself. Please. The bitches of Westwick. Yeah, let her let her live her life. Yeah. Um yeah, so Dan and um, Vanessa are hooking up now. They're, well, they're a couple of kids hooking up. They're not officially a couple Vanessa. Yet. You know what? This is a TV show and they kiss, so that means they're a couple. <laughs> okay. That's what happens on television. Fair. Okay, so like in television, a kiss always means the start of a relationship. It's never like, oh, we just got drunk and made out. It's like, oh, I guess this like has to be the culmination of feelings that mm. have uh, stirred our loins for over a decade loins loins <laughs> the loins the witch in the wardrobe nope nope um <laughs> moving on uh, jenny oh jenny yeah jenny. jenny 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 is now a baby drug dealer yeah so uh jenny is this full-on uh, pablo escobar full-on scarface she is snorting cocaine and shooting people up oh my god the movie is called baby dealer <laughs> right yes baby dealer just like it's her uh driving around in cars but in atlanta wearing sunglasses listening to music yep tight perfectly because of her tinnitus yes i love it that's so funny (laughs) oh my gosh yeah so essentially she is selling all the drugs on the upper side she is the kingpin and uh there's the kingpin and the queen queen pin queen pin uh and uh she's also kind of sort of dating damien yeah, I guess so in the last episode where she was like, hey, you have to ask me out on a date. And I guess he must have. Yeah. And now they are sort of dating, maybe. Yeah, they're like, you know, having plans to date, you know, have it go on a date that night. Um, Jenny is suggesting, like, we can go Italian. He's like, uh, I kind of need to sell these drugs first, then maybe we can go somewhere else. Yeah, and you can kind of see in Jenny's face. She's like, oh, is all this guy does is sell drugs? Because, like, yeah. the only interactions they've had is selling drugs. Right. And, like, no, like, actual dates or, like, you know, hanging out or talking about things. It's just like, okay, we have to, like, we have to solve this problem of this person needing drugs, and here's how we get there. And so it's just been plotting. Damon's just about that business. Yeah. He's about his drug business. He he's, about, he's trying to sell these pills to these hoes. Like, he is out here, you know, more and more, <laughs> more problems. He ain't got time to be, like, you know, getting, you know, serving Jenny some, like, you know, some dating moves. He's yeah. trying to get these money moves, okay? Yeah, man. He He's out here with money moves. Loves trying to, like, money moves. Yeah. I'm quoting Cardi-, Cardi B. Anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway. I was very confused. It didn't seem like something you could, like, improvise. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. So, yeah. So, they're doing, they're sorting through pills. As as they do at 7 in the morning again. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. So, another reason I thought the last the last scene that we talked about with um, Dan and Vanessa was in the morning is because it's also, also in the morning. Yeah. It's cut away with this scene, which is also in the morning. Um, so, uh, they're, they're in her room on her bed, sorting pills and Lily, like. That he brought in with one of my favorite Easter eggs of the entire series, uh, episode. It is a DVD collection of, um, Endless Nights. <gasps> oh my God. That he had all the pills in. I forgot about that. Cause that's, that's, uh, Olivia's movie. Yes, yeah. Yes. So like, oh my God. Two mentions of Olivia in this episode, man. They just can't get rid of Hilduff. Is it like Beetlejuice and you say it three times and he shows up? Okay, let's try it. Endless Nights. Endless, Endless Nights. Nights. Endless Nights. No, she oh, my it. God. It's Sebastian Stan. <laughs> oh, my God. I would shit a break. <laughs> I would shit a break if he walked in here. Anyway, um, yeah. So Jenny and Damien are starting through pills. They found that he was carrying in the Endless Nights DVD set casing and lily walks in and she sees them in the room she does not see the pills but she sees 
Damien in her bedroom early in the morning, and Lily's like, all right. A boy in your room? I'm going to use you to fix my relationship. Essentially. So she's like, I'm going to call a rapist because now we have something to talk about. Yeah. So she's like, she sees this, and like on one hand, she is probably concerned about Jenny having a boy, but on the other hand, she sees this as an opportunity to talk to Rufus, who has now moved back to uh, the loft. Full time. Yeah. And so, so Rufus shows up, and... Uh, he makes uh, Jenny like he's like, how dare you get in? Like, how dare you have a boy here? Yeah, like time for you to pack your bags. Yeah. Where do I even start? How could you let this happen? I didn't let anything happen. Jenny is not Serena, and contrary to popular belief, children need boundaries. Dad, I... excuse me, sir. The truth is, we fell asleep watching TV. I know that sounds like teenage excuses for dummies. I appreciate the fact that you're a concerned father. You know, the worst part of being the father of a teenage girl is remembering when you were a teenage boy. Pack your bags, young lady. You're coming with me. What? Where? Dad, I live here. Not anymore. It's back to Brooklyn for you. Dad, you can't do that. Rufus. Jennifer, pack your bags or I will. Okay, fine. I'll do it myself. Going back to Brooklyn. And she's like, excuse me, what? Because Damien's like, I'm probably going to take off. I'm not going to be with the, the scared boyfriend. I'm not playing this role. Like, I'm going to just leave. Like, he's not even here to, like, protect Jenny at yeah, all. Yeah, he just he's doesn't like, care. I got to go. I'm leaving. And uh, Damien, he, uh, you know, he's caught up in this whole weird you know parental shit that's happening so rufus is like telling jenny she has to move back to brooklyn and she's pissed and she like she doesn't want to go she yeah. like still likes damien and she's like he but, likes me but also like there, she's a library side like she's been working her ass off yeah, for the last like, three years to be there go now. back to brooklyn she's in brooklyn we're gonna be exiled yeah um so like damien and jenny are sitting on the couch um and then damien like gets up to leave and jenny's like i'm gonna fix wait. this and so she like she she uh, brings this scarf that's been holding their drugs, and like when Lily and Rufus show up to the elevator to see Damien off, she just like drops them all on the ground. And they're like, and, she, and uh, she's like, "What the hell is?" Lily's like, "What the hell is this pill? Seriously?" He's like, "Who are those?" Like, they're mine. Uh, Jenny, no, like, no. She's so dramatic. She's so. I- Love, she's so extra i love how extra and how, how dramatic jenny oh my is. gosh like she's, she's so dramatic. like i mean it, it's like so, very true to her age I love it. it's I love so it. i feed off of it i was watching this episode like this is amazing i feed off of it it's true like i was like oh my god jenny's so extra i love it i love her she's i like i best. really don't like the the drug dealing episodes because they give me a lot of anxiety that she's gonna get caught mm, yeah well she does get caught in this episode and yeah it's, and it's about to go down but she like does it to herself yeah so rufus is like I don't see my daughter anymore. And he's also extra as hell. Oh my god, he's, he's like so extra. He's, he's like he. I don't like. I don't see you as my daughter anymore. Like, what does that mean? That's a terrible thing to say to your like, daughter. That's still your daughter. That's a terrible like, thing to say. What you should say is, I messed up. I made this happen. I did like bad things. What can I do to help? Not yeah, exactly. Take some ownership. Of yeah, it. you're the father I here. I don't see you as you my daughter clear, anymore. You, you did clearly something. dropped the ball. Yeah, Sam, and like fam. So like, you're the one who's like a parent here. She's yeah, a parent herself. She's this is your 15. problem. Right. Well, she's Fuck six, you, Rufus. She's 16, but still, that's the same age. Yeah, but yeah. So anyway, it's really funny how Rufus goes from like so to dramatic. zero to 100. It's like. I don't see you. I don't see my daughter anymore. You went back to Brooklyn. I don't. I don't understand who you are. And so Damien sees this as an opportunity to, like, you know, put himself on the limb a little bit and take some ownership of what's going on. It's like actually, Jenny's protecting me. And then he goes on about his father. Yeah. So apparently, the ambassador, his father, diplomat, whatever the fuck he is, I don't remember his title. I think he was like a diplomat. Yeah. Yeah. Um. He is a addict. He is a pills guy, and he goes on, you know, this this long overture about how um, his father, you know, has you know disappeared many times, and like last time he came home once, he had a broken arm and didn't have any way to like, explain where that came from, and so he says that his father has finally gotten sober, but he but he went and saw the pills again, and so he brought them over to Jenny to get him out of the house, and, and like Jenny's been helping him with helping- like with the situation and coping and just like having somebody to talk to about it yeah and so rufus is like uh-huh yeah sure well you know that's too bad about you but i can't have my daughter being part of this yeah and so and like yeah. uh lily and rufus kind of like disagree this moment too i think a little bit well they so they, they kind of like they kind of feel like empathy for uh damien but like still don't want jenny being around him yeah because like I think it's the proximity of drugs and like uh, I think you're right that they do disagree. Like Lily agrees with Rufus in the show on the surface, but I think she does disagree. Like 
um, with Rufus that she needs to like just remove her from this world, like as a thing, as like a um, her take on the situation. Yeah. So, so then, um, yeah, but so like Jenny, like she talks to Damien about on what happened because she's like. Wow, that came out of like nowhere. Yeah, that was you're pretty so good. good at improvising. And he's like, "Wish I was." That actually is totally true, except for the part that my dad's sober. He's still like a, a legit, you know, addict, and he really needs help. But you know, not much I can do about that. That's his problem. Yeah. And like you can tell that there was like some like some actual pain in his voice when he's explaining to Lily and Rufus. But when he explains this to Jenny, all that is like totally devoid of emotion. He's like very really detached about yeah. what's going on. Which, you know, leaves, you know, some room for, for interpretation for sure. And he says that he would disappear, um, except there's no, if like, if he did disappear, his dad wouldn't come home. Yeah. Like, there wouldn't be any reason, um, um, any reason to, to do that. And like, he kind of, I, I don't, I don't know, we don't know what his attentions are right now, and I don't remember what happens, but, uh. I think like Damien's also trying to protect Jenny from the type of relationship that he had, mm-hmm. or like it seems like he's trying to protect her from the relationship that he had with his right, dad. Right, because he was saying like at least your father gives a shit about what you, where you're going and what you're doing, and you know you actually have someone who cares. My dad wouldn't if I don't come home. He was like, well, there's no reason for him to come home either. Yeah. So, um, Rufus he um is throwing the pills away with lily and uh damien leaves with so does jenny and jenny leaves and you see jenny running down the street catching up with damien and she's like you know i'm not afraid of my dad like i don't care i can do whatever i want you know i want to be with you and they have their first kiss which no it's so gross so jenny's like still 16 damien looks like he's 30 yeah but like literally anyone who kisses jenny yeah it's so gross because like everyone she dates is like much older and like looks much older and she's actually 16 but she also has like a baby face yeah she looks like a kid she looks great but she is like a kid like she she is is a child i think yeah like i think she was actually yeah exactly so she's 16 17 years old so she is appropriate age to be playing her role kind of but like anyone who's standing ugh, i don't know yeah no one else is not a fan um but they kiss and like she she's like hey i got lily's pills if we want to sell them oh yeah just oxycodone yeah and uh damien's like you know what let's just like he kind of sees how she felt before about him constantly drug dealing and like says you know what let's just go out tonight and not drug deal yeah let's have uh, let's have a date yeah on a real date yeah so they're they're dating officially yeah so yeah and like who knows where she lives now (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah she might be living in brooklyn technically but who knows so uh, that's the episode so uh we'll be back after these messages Gossip Girls is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast. Simplecast makes podcasting easy, affordable, and downright friendly. Use the promo code CHICAGO to get 50% off your first three months. I love Simplecast. We use Simplecast. We do use Simplecast. They host Gossip Girls. Yes, they host Gossip Girls and a bunch of shows on Post Loudness. Um, Yeah. They have really good statistics, which I'm really here for. They just wrote oh, out yeah. this new one that shows like city maps, and I love it. It's really fun. So go to simplecast.com. Now, back to the show. All right. All right. We are back with some fashion. 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 Put, Put it all on me. me. Don't, Don't you want to see these clothes on me? Fashion. Turn to the left. Fashion. fashion. Turn to the right. Ooh, fashion. So uh, there was some looks with two cues in this oh, episode that God. I was totes here for. I um, want to talk about Blair's outfit. Yes. I want this outfit so bad. So Blair. It's a nice, Blair. It's a nice outfit for sure. She's wearing like when at the beginning of the episode, she's wearing like this. Um, it's It looks like a wool tweed dress and like the top. It, it's an empire or not an empire. It's like a high waisted uh, dress that has um, it's like very close fitting. And the bottom's like this brown tweed pattern. And the top is like just plain black. And it just like looks so good and like put together. And mm-hmm. I want that dress so bad. Yeah, also has like a jeweled collar. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's very nice. I want to wear it every day. I I'm wish it were stretchy it. so I could just like wear it. Yeah, no, I, I think it actually kind of looks stretchy too. Yeah. It's nice. It's very nice. Yeah, um, it doesn't like bulge anywhere weird, so it must be stretchy. Mm-hmm. Uh,. Serena's wearing Nate's shirt. Oh, yeah. And so she's wearing this, like, gigantic shirt that clearly cannot belong to Nate after they have their food sex. And before they have their food sex, actually. Yeah. Um, That's just what she wore. But, like, I 
I think like there's been a lot of like talk about like how this is such a common trope mm-hmm. in television and movies. Like like after I've never worn. A I man- have never done that. Well, that's a lie. I've worn like I've stolen like ex boyfriends. Actually, <laughs> nah. This is oh my god, girl. This is I'm wearing an ex uh, exes a uh, hoodie that I I got. Gosh, maybe. Four years ago now? Wow. Yeah, I love the sweatshirt. It's really comfortable. I, I use it all the time. But um, yeah, this is an ex's hoodie yeah. I'm wearing right now. But like, but like after sex, you're not like, oh, let me put this thing on that has God, buttons. No, no you no. put on your underwear and you put on a t-shirt and then you go to sleep. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's so stupid. Like, why would you, like, why would you put this? If you can find it. Yeah. But, like, why would you, like, put on this thing that has, like, six buttons and, like, think that's a thing you should sleep in? Like, I'm going to sleep in this business shirt. What are you, what are you, you know, Julia Roberts? (laughs) (laughs) Who are you, Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman? Yeah. Big mistake. Huge. (laughs) I just watched it again last week. It's so bad. I, I, I love that movie though. Yeah, I love it. It's so good. It's so bad. It's so good though. Um, okay, so oh my god, me and me, um, me and um, Subi both agree that we this sweater that um, Serena wears in the lunch scene is so oh many goals. Oh my god, it is. So she's wearing like this real, real deep cut like a uh, gray sweater that's also a tank top, and it just like it's it looks sexy and cozy at the same time. It's like a sweater like, vest. I don't know how she did that. Like, how does she manages manage to look so sexy and like cozy simultaneously? I can either be sexy or cozy. I can never be both. Yeah, I can. I, I'm. I, I honestly can't be sexy. It's mostly just cozy. <laughs> cozy. You can be sexy. Uh, you look real sexy on New Year. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's. Sexy and cozy is hard. That was actually a sexy cozy outfit. I think it, it was kind of cozy. cozy. It was hella cozy. Yeah. yeah, I was wearing a black jumpsuit, and, oh. it, and it was like the kind of material that felt like pajamas. It like it looked it real was, sexy. Like it, was, it had like the the deep V neck too. Yeah, but again, I don't have the boobs of Serena. No or, one does. No one does. And the oh yeah, and the cleavage rhombus was out here. So good. So good. So good. Loved it. Good job, costume department there. Yeah, they're doing a much better job with Serena's outfits than they used to. Mm-hmm. They're upgrading sometimes. For sure. Yeah, um, Dan's black tank. Heck yeah! So they had uh, like during the Miami beach thing, they had like they were all wearing tropical outfits, and Dan's just wearing like a black tank top, and it's like so <laughs> funny. It's so funny, but also hot. Yeah, I love it. I I, was, I just lo- I honestly like love when dudes wear those. Like it's, I hate the I hate the nickname the street name for those shirts. Yeah, me too. But I just I just call them tank tops. Yeah, me too. But ugh, I love when guys wear those. But um, it's it's hot. I love when guys wear those shirts. I'm mm-hmm. here for it. So um, men of the world, if you want to get with Cher Vincent, <laughs> oh God, wear one of those tanks. I will definitely consider you. Um, Otech lo- um yeah Otech low tech. Uh, I have so the, the <laughs> background if um the background of the Miami Beach scene instead of having posters and like I don't know just like artifacts around they had like an entire like like, like a posterized version of uh Miami palm trees and like a sunset and so it's just like it's like printed on computer paper and badly like put together like a puzzle so I don't know like what are those called is like uh uh, I think it's just called posterizing, but like it's just many, many different um, the pixels of the palm trees on one scene. It looks so bad. Oh my god, they yeah, did no, a bad job. Funny. And like, like it's one of them is clearly upside down. Oh, oh yeah, <gasps> yeah. Obviously, it, yeah. Someone definitely printed it from like the computer lab. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Use all the color ink. They did. They did a good job. Or when the kinkos are like, yeah, yeah. Kinkos, like, yeah. I want this, but I want it to be like. Oh, I bet like underneath it said shot on an iPhone one. <laughs> My God. So funny. Um, what else? Oh, tech, low tech. Um, uh, I don't know what other old tech, low tech. I, th- I mean, that's enough. Oh, uh, Blair's reading a magazine. Oh, yeah. She's wearing a magazine. Yeah. Like what? Why? Who reads magazines? Not me. We have cell phones. Right. Exactly. What the hell? Um, music. Yeah. Um, there's. Oh, my God. <laughs> No, we can't listen to these again. There is two songs. Um, these songs were very popular at this time. One was called "Dog Days Are Over," which happened during the sex and uh, the sex scene, the kiss scene between Vanessa and Dam. They realized they're in love with each other and they belong together. I'm in love with Vanessa. 
Nice. Um, <laughs> and then um, uh, there's this iconic song by One Republic. Oh my God, it's so bad. All my secrets. It is awful. Oh awful. my God, it's I so hate, bad. I hate One Republic in ways I can't even describe. They're the worst. Um, so your observations. Um, let's see. Stray observations. I um, I have a, I have a couple of stray. Well, I have a, at least one that I wrote down. Um, so when Serena, um, when she uh found out that Chuck, or Basil rather, when Basil and his mother was going on, she's so fixated on second chances. She's like, you have to hear her out. You have to hear her out. She wants to start over. Like, oh it's my just god, like, it's just it's a like very Serena. It's so Serena, and I was just like, my god, she's so fixated on second season, second chances. Like, let it go, Serena. Let it go. She, she absolutely like. I don't know her character trait. Like, the only thing about her is that she wants to start over. It's true. Um. Oh, so um, Paul, his. <laughs> oh my god, we forgot to talk about this. His 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 uh his uh his uh beachwear. Oh my god, he looked like. You look like a kid who like walked out of a Vampire Weekend concert. <laughs> <laughs> he, had, like, a, he had like a blue polo. He had like you know some like he had like a tropical scarf. Yeah, but a, a very small tropical scarf. It was, it was, it was like it was like a it was like a tropical handkerchief. That he yeah, on his neck like a like a bandana. Yeah, he wore around his neck tropical handkerchief or like or or maybe a small ascot. Like yes. it was like definitely very something small of that you know elk. And then he had like some um some. Uh, no name cargo short tan khakis. Oh my god, it was so weird. It was like, and I'm sure he's wearing boat shoes. Like my guy, like he looked like yeah, he looked like he was like, stumbled out of a Vampire Weekend concert, <laughs> and I figure like on South Beach, like that was that's the, that's what he thought of uh, Miami Beach for sure. <laughs> um, what other stray observations we got? Here? Um, I think we talked about all the stray observations that I had already. Um, just like, uh. I thought that uh, the throwaway line of uh, Bart Bass telling the bass hole that <laughs> kids wear soup to kindergarten <laughs> and blue chip socks are great birthday presents. I like just started. I lost it. At that yeah. Point. It was I, so funny. Cause, like, just imagine bass hole wearing like a little, little, little ascot. Yeah. And, like, five point. I don't like this monkey suit. It's hilarious. I also thought that like Blair telling Serena that she hasn't eaten bread since middle school was really funny because so like, funny. I think we've seen her eating bread. I feel like I've seen her eating bread in this but show. But have we? I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen... Also, that's the thing about the food thing that I was interesting to me. Oh, there were no carbs. Not even that. We never really see these people eat. There's that Thanksgiving episode. But do you really see them eat? No. You we see, see them, them like food with food. They, they, they have their food adjacent. Yeah, they're food adjacent, but they actually don't eat. only person who really eats in the show is Blair. Yeah. And which is surprising, which also I think that I've like, never seen anyone else eat. Or you don't really see anybody eat on the show. You see them drink coffee. Why has no one eaten the sandwich? Oh, we alcohol? see them eating. We see them drinking coffee. Drinking coffee time. and like drinking things, but not eating food. Like no one really eats on the show. Oh. Except for Blair. That's so true. He's the only one who eats pie. Or like, oh my with, gosh. She's the only one who really eats. That's Everybody so else, weird. I guess it's yeah. like, it must be really hard to like, I don't, like, I can't think of any shows that like, they have eating as a thing. Like it's so hard to like. Besides Liz Lemon, it's so hard to like film with eating because you can't talk while you're eating. Um, I think the, the biggest show. Like I don't watch that often anymore. But Big Bang Theory is pretty much like they like they always eat. Are they eating it though? Like or like, always oh, eating? Okay. Like like well, they almost start every episode with like eating. Like, Are take they like, out. actually like putting food in their mouths though? I don't know. They're always. Hmm. hmm. I guess Does not. Anyone ever put food in their mouth in television? I don't know. But, but yeah, so anyway, that is definitely something to investigate for later yeah. episodes. Um, want to rate the episode? Yeah. Uh, I want to give this episode, I want to give it like an eight or a nine. Or I'm going to give it a nine. You know what? Yeah. Uh, the food sex scene, my favorite thing that's happened ever. Iconic. And I also really enjoyed uh, Vanessa and Dan's first kiss. Yeah, I definitely give it, it's a solid eight for me. I think I, like it's definitely like from the last episode, which is like completely a filler episode. It's like really fun and like things actually happen for sure it's a, it's a total upgrade for yes. sure and um i'm excited to see where the stan and vanessa relationship goes yes vanessa um yeah because i love vanessa and i like seeing her happy and quite frankly dan is getting like he's starting to look really really pretty in this series now <laughs> you like, love season four hair don't you oh my god i love season four dan season four dan is my favorite dan mm-hmm. um 
and yeah so i'm excited to see where that goes for sure um yeah and that's the episode guys yeah want to thank cards against humanity and some office for their equipment and facilities want to give a huge shout out to chicago podcast co-op coop who gave us our sponsor this week, which is Simplecast. And Simple- thanks for Simplecast for hosting us. Yeah, Simplecast is the best. We've been using Simplecast for almost two years now, which is wild. Oh my gosh, Yeah, amazing. we started. Yeah, also our second year anniversary is coming up very soon, so we have no idea what we're going to do for it, but <gasps> it's coming. Oh my God, it is. Yeah, it's February 15th. Soon. Oh yeah, my God. I know, super soon. So we will let you guys know what we decided to do. Yeah, I'm super excited for that. Um, what else? Um, we will be reviewing more movies. I think we're trying to review Call Me By Your Name at some point, which was Army Oh my Hammer. god, that's right. So we need to do that. So we're gonna try to get some more movies that are happening with our castmates. Also, Blake Lively did a movie called All I See, which I kinda wanna review at some point or watch. So yeah, if you have other movies that you want us to review from the game, give us a slant to our DMs. You can follow me at Share Musings. Me at Kale Hummus. Or at the show at Gossip Girls pod or like us on facebook you can send in your request or give us a q q and a because we want to always keep... slide into our dm yeah you can uh give us an email at the gospel Girls podcast at gmail.com and uh we'll be back next week guys but until then you, you know, know you love, love us xoxo, XOXO. Gossip Girls. post loudness audio